Uh, Stay persistent until you burn out and hit yourself. Nebi Goyish Jew. So do it. Like the answer is do it. Welcome back to Buckle Up, baby. Episode 33. The resolution. The resolution. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten any feedback on it because we just put it out. Yeah, on our last on the episode. Last one, yeah. The last episode we got real. Yeah. The most awkward conversation we've ever had. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I'm trying to think. Maybe uh, That's not saying much. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't even remotely bad. Mm-hmm. It was quite good. I think we had a more awkward one. I don't want to bring it up now though. Let's do with a girl in high school. I know. <laughs> it was it was but that was three seconds long. We and went I, and I hardly knew you. you no you, <laughs> you Michael has this claim that we met at age 30. <laughs> We've known each other since we were 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we became friends by group. Well, no, I met you first at Eitan Stavsky's Bar Mitzvah. I'm not even sure if you remember that. Oh, I do, at the Berkeley Carteret. <laughs> at the Berkeley Carteret. Do you remember the song they sang? Yes. <laughs> welcome, dear family, welcome, dear friends, welcome to the to Berkeley Carteret. Carteret. Oh, my God. If you watch this I episode. I sing that all the time. <laughs> Honestly, every couple of months, I'll be walking up the stairs. Welcome, you dear family, well, You were like, I don't know if you remember the bar mitzvah. I literally yeah. remember the theme song. Uncle Jonathan and, 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 and the Berkeley Carteret. Okay, I don't remember his uncle's names. But I will say, it was a you know for those who don't know in modern orthodox bar mitzvah circles back in the 90s the parents and the siblings they do a song for the kid and it's some kind of spoof so this was Hava Nagila based on the hotel name. I don't think that was a thing that most families did was it are you kidding me all the kids parties everybody yeah, yeah it's Rebecca's bar mitzvah party <laughs> yeah everybody it's Becky's bar mitzvah all right bat mitzvah you don't remember any of that remember at kids that. parties? Oh, you were. I, I just remember the Stavskis. You weren't at the cool ones. I guess not. <laughs> but this you, wasn't this wasn't um, Eitan's was an interesting one. I remember because I remember thinking, why did he invite me? Because I hardly knew him. And then this guy started getting the feeling like he didn't have as many close friends. Right. Well, in his school, uh, lovely guy. I, love, yeah. I still love Eitan. I never ever talked to him. But um, um, yeah, I, w- I don't think I remember. Did we meet meet? Um, you remember no, no, meeting? I remember you telling dirty jokes. Remember you wore a yarmulke like on your forehead, basically with like a, sw- a Nike thing. And I remember you telling dirty jokes. And and I remember I was like, "There's no one like this in my school." <laughs> like this guy, this guy is like, because you didn't know anyone outside of your school at that point. Nope. Aitan went to a different school than me. Yeah. And with your school, and um, yeah, I just remember thinking like, "Who is? What is? Who is this fella?" <laughs> Honestly. In all the years, in all the two years we've known each other, just kidding, decades, you've never I told me. I've ever brought it up. Never told I didn't me think that. You remembered. I remember the bar, bar mitzvah. I don't remember yeah. you specifically, yeah. but I remember that Nike keeper for yeah. sure, right up in the forehead. That's what yeah. we were all doing. Maybe not yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, yeah, we up, did. I did up also. To the hairline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't but, see it from the back, basically. You're like, there's no one like this. There's, <laughs> there's no animals in my school. <laughs> oh my God. I was the dirty word dealer growing up. I knew all of it. I used, people, people used to come to me for like sleepover consultation. Yeah, like, yeah, oh man, yeah. I gotta stay over your house, man. I don't know any of the words. Yeah, I didn't, and we didn't have we our my friends didn't have like older brothers. I guess for some mm. reason we were like the oldest boys for whatever reason. 
Really? Like, you, you had an old, like, would yeah. you have gotten any of that without your brother? Maybe not, but I also had a strange parenting thing where I was told stuff way before I should have. Even my, my brother was older, but he yeah. wasn't, he's two years older. He's not right. like 10 years older. <laughs> he shouldn't have known the stuff he was relaying to me. But people used to come for sleepovers at my house, like back in elementary school, and they'd wake up the next day just yeah. wrecked. We didn't have that guy. So I, I was in eighth grade. I was like, "Were you enjoying it? Was, was I was was or were you just like freaked out?" I think I think it was like. I mean, I was. I'm not that different than I was then in that way. I, I think I was more like struck. I was observing it, yeah, and struck and being like <laughs> trying to understand how that happened. This is killing. And and also feeling. I was also like like please don't talk to me because I can't contribute to this conversation. Because you knew nothing. Because I knew was nothing. I, I must have. I don't know what I was saying. Um, I remember there was a joke about like shampoo. And come, and I definitely oh, didn't geez. get it. It was some something like you're like pert plus, and it was like a joke about come, and I I didn't know the first thing. <laughs> Head about and that. shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that might have been it. No. That might have been it. No, I didn't. I don't. That might have been it. Yeah, maybe was, I just made that joke up in my head. Maybe I just made that up now. Maybe yeah, no, my 13 year old self is screaming no, the punchline to me. It was a head and shoulders joke, and I didn't know what head was. Right. Uh, <laughs> It must have been like, what's such and such's favorite shampoo? Yeah. I, I bet you it's like, maybe there was some scandal going on, like some sex scandal in the news. What's Monica Lewinsky's favorite shampoo? Some maybe Head and like shoulders. <laughs> I probably didn't know what it meant either. I just heard the joke and was recycling it. Yeah. No, I knew. But at the I same time, yeah. maybe that was the joke. Maybe my inner... I think it was past Monica Lewinsky. I, don't th- I think that would have been old. Eighth grade? Yeah. Clinton was president. I remember remember being with my family in D.C. when he had that famous news conference and walking into the lobby of the hotel and seeing the news news conference playing. And I I wasn't with my family in D.C. that old, I don't think. Now we're on to politics. (laughs) (laughs) What do you Um, think of Clinton? um, (laughs) Anyway, I I, I don't remember. I definitely remember having a filthy mouth. Still do a little bit. But um, would it be fun to have a podcast where we record it with a VHS and we just talk about 90s politics as if we're in 1994 and like get to role play having the right takes <laughs> being like, I think Clinton's going to be fine. I really do. That is a clever niche that you're talking as if it's real time 94. Yeah. And, but having, yeah, and having either one person has the worst takes and one person has the perfect take. Right. I don't Not know if we'd watch it, but it might be fun to do. I think it's a funny like we could do it as a series like let's let's choose 1988 right now. Yeah, we'll get everything that was going on, but in like right. with social media language. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, so yes, that's I guess we met when we were 13. But that was an awkward conversation last week. That's where we started. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I'm just yeah. saying we we did have one in high school. We were friends then too. We were just in the same group of friends. Then I think post high yeah. we started hanging out one on one. Okay. Yeah. We started playing basketball at the JC because we were the only ones without jobs. Yeah, we had the summer after ninth grade of college. What do you call that? Freshman year. <laughs> ninth grade of college. In ninth grade of college, we both we both were. No one told us you had to like uh, get yourself an internship or a job. So we just came home from college and didn't have anything to do for the summer. Did your parents not? Were they not on you? No, we talked about last week. Just not or two weeks ago, not having a mentor. Yeah. No, my parents. There was no like. Hey, it's March. You should think about what your summer plans are. N- nothing. Nothing. You were kind of just autonomous beings under one roof. Not a ton- you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, part of that's me. Like, I like my if my parents tell me to do something, it's like the opposite of what I'm going to do. So I don't. It's not necessarily all on them, but but yeah. generally, my siblings and I didn't get a ton of a ton of guidance. Right. My 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 parents were totally hands off, and it would yeah. be like 
Did you get that license yet? Were you supposed to get a license? Right, right, right. I don't know. When when, when was that supposed to be? Yeah. I'm like, I certainly <laughs> don't know these things. I'm 16. No, exactly, I would learn yeah. from my friends, and I'd be in the car with a friend, and his mom would be like, Ami, when are you getting your learner's <laughs> permit? I got to ask. I, yeah, we're, well, yeah. soon. <laughs> Yeah, my parents would be like, "Like, are you practicing your driving?" And I'm like, "With who?" Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same style. What, what do they you mean, were, am I practicing driving? They were doing their own thing and expect yeah. you to do yours and figure it out. Yeah, I, I don't guess. know what they were doing though. That's the question. Right, <laughs> I'm I, not sure what else they were doing. Um, but I was gonna say, we were talking about. Uh, uh, you were saying that you didn't have mentorships and you didn't. What, what were oh, that? So along, oh, oh, we found ourselves in the college, summer. Yeah, we found ourselves in a summer. Being like, hey, what are you up to? Are you are you working? Did you get a job like all those other people, yeah. like summer job? Yeah. And I'm like, no. And like at that point, it's way too late. Yeah. I, we were always <laughs> like, we were always on the same page yeah. of like, shit. <laughs> a, a friend of mine told me to like email her aunt about an internship at this company. So like, so I did, and like my entire plan was email this person's aunt and wait to hear back. And like, I didn't hear back till like August, obviously. And I blamed my whole summer on this person's aunt for not responding to me. Like that, that was my, <laughs> that was my strategy. So we, yeah, we were just like in, we, we were hanging out and we were, it was miserable. It wasn't fun. I had a good time. Did you? I don't remember having a good time that summer. I'm trying to remember cause there were several <laughs> summers yeah, of, wasn't me, the only one. of me not having my shit together. But one of them, I was like, Michael, we have like, we had nothing to do. And I think it was the in-between college summers. And one of them, one of them. I was sleeping every day till 5 p.m. <laughs> and then just staying up all night. And I got into this groove where I'd like, <laughs> I thought, and like, it, it wasn't even weird at that point. Yeah. I was like, it's 5 p.m. I just woke up. I to think about it now, to wake up at 5? I remember coming over to your house at like 10 a.m. and you hadn't gone to sleep yet. You were watching a movie. You are finishing a movie at 10 a.m. Was it The Notebook? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. But I also remember like, Playing video games on a computer, like just killing time, like really, really low, yeah. like bottom of the barrel. It was killing time, is what it was. And then we were like, "Let's play basketball." So we like played basketball we'll at the play JCC. Basketball. <laughs> we ran on the treadmills. <laughs> Can you imagine if like we had cameras? That, like if we used that somewhere to just fuck around? Yeah, but there was no means to get. I, I mean, know. there was YouTube if it, you knew if you were smart. Isn't that wild to think about? A, a twenty-year-old could not imagine that. Like there was there was no way to make a thing. No. I mean, there was, but you, you had to be really ambitious. It's a good point because, no, like, I remember, I remember, first of all, we would work out at the Jewish Community Center in Tenafly. There, not work out regularly. We'd, we'd, just go, like, in, we'd go and we'd walk, go walk in, on the treadmills. We'd walk on the treadmills. I remember I was watching Bill O'Reilly <laughs> while I ran. And you were like, well, what, are you do- what are you doing? What are you doing? Why, what, what is this? Why are you even doing what, 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 what do you get out of this? You were, like, getting angry. I just, that's a funny memory. But. The funny thing is, I wonder, in terms of the generation, like 20-year-olds now have not only no excuse to be bored, but like can make careers in a, in yeah, a summer or right, start something right. legit. And I remember in high school having this thought where I'd be hanging out with friends and we'd be having – a like, you know, Jackass was huge and it's like friends and groups of friends being rowdy and crazy was like very popular yeah. to watch. And I was like, man – we're so funny, our group of guys. If we and we would sometimes film ourselves with like a, with like a crappy webcam or something cr- like really grainy. But I'm like, man, we'd make the funniest show. Everyone thought they were the funniest. I'm yeah. like, we would make the funniest things if we could. 
but, we, yeah. we, but it, there were no tools. Uh, I didn't have a smartphone. Yeah. It was a flip phone. And also, you would do it, and you would just do the same thing Jack has said. You'd get into a shopping cart and push your friends. Yeah, or just, you know, but we did goofy things around school and things like that. Yeah. We did certainly yeah, you, that. You guys were very funny. You, Yoni, and, I, and Yoni were very funny. Yona. <laughs> you said Yoni and Yoni. <laughs> it's Yona. Yeah. This whole time. <laughs> he doesn't shout out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, you, so you guys were very. You guys could have probably done some I, cool stuff. So yeah. I would look at us and be yeah. like, and we would do these. We'd have these random adventures at night. We'd be skating around Jersey, around Teaneck, and rollerblading. Yeah, rollerbladed a lot. Yeah, right? I just mean like I had this imagination watching us. Like, if only we could like make our own show. But to say that now is a very so do it. Like the answer is do it. You can right. And I remember as social media was rolling out, and I would look at it. I'd be like. Why am I not making stuff here? Like my teenage yeah. self was screaming at me, "Hey, it's all here now!" And just because you're not in high school, yeah, doesn't mean you shouldn't be trying to make stuff with all these tools. Yeah, and that was, a, I think, that big past voice screaming at me just yeah. to bring it full circle. Yeah, you know, that summer, if this was now, we would have, we could have started the podcast at age yeah. twenty. I wonder, and <laughs> I just had this, so I put the twenties on that. I put the twenties energy reel out mm. on tiktok and i got i got a bunch of feedback actually people people were not happy about it they didn't like it why most of the feedback i got was you're in the comments oh no people some in the comments but a friend of mine called me and was like um your your 20s and he's like first of all i don't agree that you run out of energy after your 20 in your 20s i think in your 30s you still have it and also in your 20s you're just dumb that's what that passion is mm. in your 30s what you can do is the same thing but be smart about it I agree with him. So, so I wonder, compared, if we had made content as kids, we probably would have been lazy and bad at it, possibly. Maybe doing it in our 30s is even better. Because, like, at least you can be good at it. Sure. <laughs> um, I hear you. I don't know. Also, I, I don't think the 20s of today is what we were. Yeah, that's true. They're much more... Right. I mean, you can knock them for being entitled and all the, all the bad raps that, like, Gen Z gets. Yeah. It's actually pretty wild right. how resourceful savvy and and you know because i think what happened was our generation's lack of fulfillment or fetchiness was met with get over it and get real you don't have to yeah. indulge that and and we did we're just yeah. like okay so we'll just go to this and that and we and we let that all go so we feel like we want to haze the next generation yeah. and say i had to just like stop complaining and i feel like what's happening with them is they complain and don't want to do these like work these slave jobs and do these things, and then they don't have to. Yeah, I don't know if it's they overall. I'm being general, but the, what I see is it's like no, actually they. It's like Gary Vee actually talks about this a lot. They do hustle like crazy. They yeah. are motivated. They just are motivated to do the things they want to do. And now these platforms and and things are available to say I'm going to start a Twitch channel, make five k a yeah. month playing video and, games, and, and I take it seriously. And they have fewer options than we had. Like fewer, fewer. I mean, I guess like like, like In what sense. Going, I, I imagine going into law and finance and medicine is mm -hmm. even harder than it was 10, 15 years ago. I guess there's I'm, probably fewer positions. Right. I guess there's more like digital marketing positions, but um, but, but yeah, the, I don't know. And on the flip side, the other stuff is the is start the creator economy world is starting to boom. Right. I was listening so. to Colin and Samir on mm -hmm. um, my first million podcast and they were saying it was pretty inspiring. They were like, they're like, if you sit, if you treat YouTube like a nine to five job and you study it for a month and you, and you put videos out and, and optimize, you'll, you'll make money. Mm -hmm. He's like, if you do it for two years, you'll make money doing it. So if you, if you're in college and just doing it like, you know, pretty seriously, um, like it's a real career. 
They are awesome, Colin and Samir. I'm a big fan of what they're doing and how they're covering this. They had a great. Um, they did a great exercise with the host where they they read through thumbnail titles and they're like, guess how many views this has. So the first one was like it was in the Airbnb category. They're uh-huh. like. Um, Airbnb. What do you mean in the category? It was like the 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 seg- the audience was like how to make money through Airbnb. Okay, that, that, was the that kind of content scene. Yeah. And yeah. So like the first one was like he's like how I went from zero to a hundred million dollars on Airbnb. He's like and like and so Colin Samir got it like exactly right. Like, how many views did that have? Like that had like um, six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah, oh, he, I would think that has a lot. Yeah. And then he's like, how I made my first dollar on Airbnb. Like, how much do you think that is? And they're like. Like nineteen thousand, and like Colin Samir got it. Like they're like two hundred fifty thousand, and they got okay. It. How the bigger numbers correlated to what in the, the big, title? I don't. That's that's the part I don't know yet. They um, it it was like um, <laughs> that is a great little hack. It, it was a, what a cool game. I was like, if you do that for a year, you're gonna have a sense for like I don't know how to title our YouTube thumbnails. Yeah, like they seem pretty good to me, but they don't do well. Like they're, they're some, I'm doing something wrong about it. Like I think the one that did the best was um, Harry how, Mack. <laughs> how I made oh how much money I made in my first month renting my Airbnb. That sounds pretty clunky. I know, but it um I don't know why, but it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's an interesting thing. Mr. Yeah. Beast has talked about how he, he he lived and breathed studying YouTube. Right. And learning it like any skill on any endeavor, any craft. Like he spent like those that year doing nothing but YouTube. Like start to finish on Skype with other YouTubers, researching and and pulling mm-hmm. the lid off. Yeah. From like morning till night, yeah. and then he would sleep and wake up and do it again. So that's gonna yeah. put you yeah, in you, a good you position. You gotta listen to this interview. They they talk basically about how it took them. They're, they're like, it takes like ten years to 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 get really good at this stuff. Um, yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. What do you mean? Like he, um, they they had a whole like journey before. How old are they? They seem like they're in their twenties. No, I don't think. I think I'd say thirties at least. Okay. Um, no, they had they had a whole company, a lacrosse media company oh. on YouTube that got bought. And then they, and then they like had, well, I mean, like I said earlier today on that call that we had of like, they through that whole thing, they met people at Samsung and all these brands. And then they realized, oh, here's what Samsung wants. They want like a talk show. So like, why don't we make a talk show and then get money from Samsung? Mm-hmm. Like, so they, they like had all these relationships and then they started. Um, That's fascinating. But it was a journey. It was yeah. a journey. I think I've seen videos of their talking about their backstory. They're very good at what they do right now. I think it's like they're really one of the best at covering and right. one of the only ones covering the creator economy in the way that they do. Right. Right. They also said something nice where they're like, um, this is where we are and we're not going anywhere. Like we cover the creator economy and like whether that's popular or unpopular, we're here to stay. And that enables us. A lot of people um, respect us for that and mm-hmm. then enables us to make a lot of relationships when like the times aren't as great. There's also something about the way that Samir talks. It's just very clear, and I really enjoy it. It's just very calming, very explanatory, Mm -hmm. very educational. And what's going on here with Buckle Up? We're going to tell you how Buckle Up made their first 50 followers in just seven months. (laughs) He is an Apple product. (laughs) (laughs) I want want to, like, smell him. (laughs) He's just, like, doesn't he, like, I... I, Yes. When God made Samir, he made him with all new parts. You know, nothing used. That is the highest compliment <laughs> if I could ever imagine one. When God made Samir, all new parts. We're going to tell you how God made Samir right in this out of video. The box. Um, on this subject, because okay. I actually did want to get here as something I wanted to talk about in advance, but hard work. Hard work or not hard work? What do you think? <laughs> I want to say that you con- we constantly are drilled home this idea. I drill it home myself that... Uh-huh. 
it takes um the the thing that separates success from not success is the hard work. You have to be willing to put in the hard work, mm-hmm. right? And I haven't thought this through fully, so it's going to come out clumsy. But the idea is I buy into that completely. Mm-hmm. And then discovering what the work is is a whole other process, but it just takes that painful you know, step-by-step process of figuring out what it is, but showing up every day, the treating YouTube like a nine-to-five kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is... If you want to be on the right side of this, I think YouTube is not a nine to five. It's a nine to nine to nine to nine. Uh-huh. It doesn't end or maybe it should, but finding where to pull back, where to relax has been something I've been struggling with recently mm-hmm. where I have caught myself saying, I, I look down at my phone the day my first TikTok started popping off my first sort of viral moment from a piece of content. And i I haven't looked up since, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I told myself. Mm-hmm. And it like, I had a, I had a, I had like a moment where I was like a little wake up call. Like, man, I feel like I haven't looked up from this phone in two years. So the, it begs the question, um, do you, I'm, I'm being serious now. Do you, does TikTok work for you or do you work for TikTok? TikTok work, I work for TikTok. Um, <laughs> no, you know, like every, the whole the whole gospel is like, you know, you're taking advantage of these platforms. Yes, at, but are there are, are the platforms taking advantage of you? It's certainly both. Yeah, it's not it's not like I am not addicted to it to social media. You said when you started getting back into Twitter, it's they are designed to be so addicting. I'm not impervious to that. I'm actually I'm totally. Full disclosure, I feel fully addicted. Like I no, but you know, no, but you have to separate it. You're a consumer. You're a consumer, and you're a creator. Yes, but, uh, but as the, a creator, yeah. though, it seems like you're also addicted. Exactly. Yeah. Both consumer addicted, but then also obsessed with checking, seeing how things are yeah. doing, the dopamine hit of things, and it it it's slowly killing me a little bit. But at the same time, the second I get this inclination to maybe slow it down i say well no no no. that violates the hard work Mm -hmm. you know that violates the whole gary v message i I, you know i did this for 15 years day and night in order to build you know not to get into it but i'm just saying maybe that's part of the hard work of working through that and not pulling back but figuring out how to be sane while Mm -hmm. maintaining a certain frequency and that's really hard because every time i i've tied this idea of slowing down and balance with weakness or withholding back and it's hard it's it's hard for me to hear necessarily that it's hard work objectively because the 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 reason you have to um the reason you have to post so frequently is because Mm -hmm. is 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 a decision that the people at tiktok have made like to say that of the objective amount of hard work you have to do is is like post three times a day it is, is not necessarily true hard work can mean posting once a day but because tiktok has decided we want creators posting five times a day that's what you think of as hard work you know what i mean like um, um like it, it, where it could just be insane like that's not hard work that's insanity just because tiktok requires us to do that but doesn't what, mean that's hard work but we spend all this time pondering and strategizing how do we grow this how do we make this successful and what if the answer is oh you have to post four videos a day on TikTok to grow your audience. Yes. That's tried and true, and that's what works. Yeah. And if you can do that, the challenge then is stay sane while doing yeah. it. But I, I think as opposed to no, don't pour four I, I think it's healthy to to think in your own head of like of like this isn't me working hard. This is me like being a little bit of a slave to TikTok, and I'm making that decision right now. But like, 
but just like not qualifying it as like an honorable thing almost. I understand, you know? but what? Why? How? How do you know that you're correct in separating the two? Well, I mean, how can you not? How can you not think about whatever whatever it takes to be successful on TikTok? Whatever whatever um, the algorithm decided how can you think of that in any other way than it's not just tiktok by the way it's all social media yeah yeah but, but yeah. i mean but these are decision that decision that data analytics teams bring to to the executives at tiktok and say this is what we figured out if like you need creators doing this and this and this yeah and you need them coming back this many many times and and that's how you should design your algorithm because that's what works mm-hmm. um it's not it's not some like we think creators like are better off like you know what I mean, it's it's. Just, I don't think TikTok has my well being. Yeah. It's not considering my well being. My point to you is, yeah. amorally, like this, yeah. objectively, this is what works on this. Uh-huh. My point is, if you look at it this way, like, hey, this is a there's a 10k marathon, and you have to train for it. And if I told you, well, training this way makes me miserable. It's too uh-huh. much. Then you say, okay, then you can't run the 10k. What it takes to run the 10K is this. If that's going to consume you, you're making a choice. Or you're going to go through the pain and build up enough of a resilience to get through it because you want to run the 10K. Now, my 10K would would be, you know, this building of an audience that eventually translates into a sustainable career, business, what have you. So I just have trouble assessing, like... You know what I'm saying? So when I say it, my response to you is you could say, oh, it's, it's just you being a slave yeah. to TikTok. But it's really, well, no, I actually believe that in doing so, this right. will accomplish I, those goals because I've been doing that. I guess, I, guess if, I, I guess the difference is that if that 10K company was also like had an interest in you being like addicted to running 10Ks, mm-hmm. like TikTok is also in addition, it also wants you checking it 100 yes. times a day as a creator, which it's, it's not quite the same as like – accomplishing a goal of running 10k yes you know i guess that's i guess that's what i'm saying just being aware of it yeah i think and i think that the answers are not not that you have to go to the opposite and just maybe it's maybe the opposite extreme of it is to just stop making the content right but maybe the answer is put your phone away at 5 p.m yeah make the content from nine to five yeah and put it in a drawer Mm -hmm. and don't look at it the rest of the night like maybe i'm capable of doing that right so what what do you do now do you, do you have any any behave, any like uh, rules for yourself? I have rules that I violate regularly. Like you know, I put the phone when I'm in the house at the end of the day. Yeah. If I'm a, I catch myself, but if I'm around the kids, if around my kids and family and whatever, I try to not have my phone or headphone or any piece that related to it in my pocket. Wow. I go to the counter and I put it down, and then. For a chunk of time, 5, 7 p.m., whatever, I, I try not to have it on me. When I do, because I don't, I don't do that. I'm not good about it, mm-hmm. but I'm aware of that. Like, yeah. I, I prefer that because if I'm doing bedtime and the phone's in my pocket, I feel it. Yeah. That and like you. in between a pajama, checking, in between getting a kid dressed for bed, you're checking your phone. I'm like, what am I doing here? Are you checking numbers on the posts you make? sometimes it's a little hit like how's the video doing that i has the three videos i posted how are they doing i like when dms come in on instagram seeing who's either liking stuff you know giving it's a dopamine hit like you're getting a hit or somebody reached out i'm not like checking emails really but i'm checking socials so i i put it away and i put it like far enough away that it's it's not 
I don't keep it in my pocket. Like I don't want to feel yeah. it. You know, and that's sort of the way you have to control the beast, tame the beast. Mm-hmm. I think, as opposed to saying I can't. Like otherwise, what happened was you do go till you burn out and you stop. It yeah, didn't. Did Casey Neistat stop? I think he did at some point, but a lot of you. I'm like, I'm not unique, like yeah. at all. The story goes: these YouTubers have spoken about like I had to. I I, I burnt out. Like I got addicted to it and I burnt out. Um, mm. But also, then it's like, it's. I always find it funny when people who are successful in a specific lane can reflect back and say, "Yeah, I shouldn't have done all those things I went to." It. I'm like, well. <laughs> Look at where you are now. Maybe you did have to. Or yeah. guys in their 50s and 60s say, yeah, I was too stressed in my 30s. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> because you didn't know what you would end up like, but now you've ended up becoming a success. So how can you knock? I shouldn't have worried too much. That's what I would tell people in their 30s. Like, just relax. I'm like, well, if they did, <laughs> they wouldn't become successful 60-year-olds, you know? Uh-huh. So I always like, I always uh, I'm s- suspect of that kind of advice. Anyway, hard work, working hard, the hustle, yeah. the grind. No, but, but So staying aware of it is like, when you're going to check, when you're going to check your video, like that little voice in your head of, of, of like thinking to yourself, like, this is what TikTok wants me to do right now. And like, I'm better off not hitting the, that app right now. You know, j- just having that awareness, can, I think might help you. Yeah. Like fend it off a little bit. I also don't think I should have the phone next to me when I go to sleep or like beforehand. Yeah. Even well, though I love. Do you look at it up until you fall asleep? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you? I try not to. I try to give myself like half an hour, 20 minutes. But do you ever lay down and just get a headphone in on one ear and just go for it? Yeah, but then TikTok? I don't, I find myself I don't sleep, I don't sleep so well. Uh, chiro- I would never watch TikTok before I fall asleep. Oh, ever. I, I do. Ever. You should see these, chiropract- these chiropractic videos, people getting adjusted at a chiropractor mm-hmm. right before bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that shit will knock you out. <laughs> I do. I just do. Sometimes yeah. it's just, sometimes to me, it's just, it's like relaxing. Do you sleep well? Yeah, <laughs> if I if I did if I was having trouble, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but I will be like, with the phone still up. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is shameful. Mm. If if I can't fall back asleep, if I'm having trouble, I'll yeah. pick it up again and go another round. <laughs> Full confessional, like I don't know, like it's yeah. so addicting. Um, yeah, that sounds like a problem. You know, I watch. I, it doesn't keep me up till wee hours. I'm going to sleep. I put it down. Yeah. I'm just like it's time. I watch twenty minutes. I watch movies at twenty minutes a time. So before I go to sleep, I watch twenty minutes of a movie. Of oh, movie. interesting. Yeah, and then give myself like 10, 20 minutes and try to go to sleep. Well, I saw Ariana Huffington once talk about how like she was a burnt out workaholic, and mm-hmm. she one of the best things she did was not sleep with the phone near her at all. Like it's somewhere yeah. else, so she didn't check it first thing when she wakes up. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just feel like feel I'm you. always preaching the whole thing of like, gotta work hard, gotta yeah. this. But then I'm thinking, is there another side to that or a danger to that? I think, I think there's, we talked about it real early, the content addiction thing, like mm-hmm. the creator content creating addiction is definitely, yeah. is everything. Uh, part of the reason I also f- blew up last week was um, <laughs> I, I didn't have my phone on me for sh- Shavuos for the holiday. Yeah. So I didn't touch my phone for two days and I, I, and I was happier. I was like, I, yeah. I don't like, I like making the reels and I like putting them up and I love seeing the response. And compared to what you get on your TikTok channel, like it's, it's I mean, it's like a, a small percentage of what you get. So like, I, it's hard for me to imagine what it'd be like if I was getting a million likes. Right. We're getting like 60 likes or whatever it is, like a thousand views. And I, and, I, and, I, and I keep checking and I don't like it. So I'm also kind of like, like, yeah. like, do I even like doing this? Like, is this good? Yeah. You know? Um, which which was my which was my hypothesis when we first started, 
I was like, this is, this is a silly way to live. Um, <laughs> but I'm in it now, and I think I might have been right. Right. I guess if there's we also a, ain't been a, paid yet, right? If there's a payoff, then 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 and it's better than most right, things. Right, right. We have to get paid. Yeah. Um. So once you're paid, and yeah. then you're doing it as a trade service kind of thing, there's like a, that helps. The other thing is with yeah. other with old school media back in the day, and up until very recently, entertainment had seasons, which mm. means it took breaks, and then it came back for season two yeah. and season three. And there's an off season and then a vacation and a break. And you go back with fresh, creative eyes and ears and, and sensibilities. Rest, all those kinds of things was built into the system. Yeah. But now for a YouTuber or a TikToker, Instagrammer, it's constant. You could take a weekend off, but you better get back on it lest you be scared. The algorithm master thy punish you. Right. I, I would think YouTube would build that into the algorithm of, le- of like, we don't want our creators to burn out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes in those conversations. Yeah. Does but- anyone know? Has there ever been like a tell all what's going on with these things by like a disgraced programmer? Like Master Punjar, <laughs> like, the head like, of Google? <laughs> does, do Colin and some. Tell- <laughs> we, we have creators who are burnt out, Punjar. Tell them to come to me. <laughs> Go to the beach in Laguna and then return to Silicon Valley to be blessed by Punjar. Is his name Punjar? Uh, I think it's Sundar. Sundar? Sundar Putai? Punjar? Punjar? Punjar Sundai? Does anyone know? We're not, we're not speaking English anymore. Sundar Punjai? The CEO of Google? Yeah. I don't know. He must be this. He's like, I don't know if he's head of YouTube, but it's they own YouTube. Well, yeah, he's the head of, the head of YouTube. Yeah. Um, no, but Colin Samir, do have they ever broken down like behind the scenes how, how these things? That's a good work? question. I also recently saw an interview with Jonathan Haidt. You know who that is, right? No. Oh, he's like a author, thinker, intellectual who writes a lot about the dangers of social media, particularly for kids and preteens and what it's doing. And mm-hmm. he was talking to Lex Fridman, and he was saying how he's like, "He's no way." Lex said, "He's no way. Maybe we could get the best best of both worlds and." F- Find the joy in social media? No. Unsafe at any speed. Unsafe at any speed. Instagram, the data is out. The research is out. The the Instagram for 11 to 13-year-olds causes irreparable harm and damage. The fear of missing out leads to higher rates of suicide. So he was talking about that. And and Lex was like, but wait. No, no. Unsafe at any speed. He said the the numbers are clear. It's making... So he said... Did Lex bring up love? (laughs) What about love? What, <laughs> what about it? Does he do I don't know, Lex. Do what about in, love? Does he do that in every he episode? He talks about love all the time. It's cute. It's pretty adorable. I think social media is an engine for love. <laughs> Mark, says, Mark Zuckerberg's like, what? Love? Yeah, I think so. I think hate is a sociologist or some sociologist yeah. studying these things and the repercussions of social media. He's been on a crusade about it. Because mm-hmm. he's he's talking about from 16 and below. At that age, it's it's he said, unsafe at any speed. That's a great quote yeah and i said whoa that like scared me i was yeah. like my god he's like it, it's doing much more harm and it's causing a lot of these i would love to see him and gary v have a have a have a conversation because gary v is the most optimistic human being right. there is no wrong nothing wrong with social media it can't do any bad and like there's oh it's all on falsifiable it's like if yeah. you're nine years old now you have a community of people yeah. that you can play video games with like I, too many people he's he's constantly saying it's a generational thing you don't understand yeah. it but hate is very very intelligent very smart well researched so i wonder if he sat down with suicide yeah. statistics with gary and what I would, would gary love say? to watch that video would love i would it. love to watch i've been watching more gary v content yeah. um, because it's because it's great and i've been actually like following him now okay. i have to say i i i, I 
I think I'm even less sold on him than I was before. There's something weird. This whole empathy gratitude thing that you make fun of so well, <laughs> there's something real strange about it. It just is. It's just, a, it's a kind of fucking weird thing. Yeah, because of doing. cynicism and being jaded and nihilism. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. So it's, why is it weird? It's it's a weird, like, um, there's something strange about going around being like, my message is gratitude and empathy. It's like, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not cynical about it. I, I'm like a religious person and mm. that those are like the things I think about often. I pray three times a day and have a moment of gratitude. Like I, mm. I'm not at all like against his you message, do? but him <laughs> like evangelizing it at the speed and frequency and intensity he's doing it. Just, just all the, all the bells in my head go off of like, of like, all right, dude. He just put out a video. I'm I telling. Saw. I don't know. He just put out a video saying how, like, you know, I, I, you're too optimistic. It's like I don't. But what is this? And he's like, you're trying to impose your optimism on me. And he's like, you're trying to impose your negativity on me. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it, it's it's he has the perfect the perfect cycle of like you can't disagree with him because then you're the opposite of his message. Mm, it's, it's unfalsifiable. Like, yeah. Is that what that all? That's a great word. But keep in mind, if you followed the content, it used to be a lot more harsh, and that's what and, makes it even stranger. But it was the same thing, same coin. I know. That's why it used it's to strange. be stop complaining. I like that so much better. Lo don't be like it was about winners and losers. Losers complain. Losers aren't grateful. Losers don't have perspective. It's the same thing, but the angle was a lot more aggressive. Mm. And now it's just morphed a little bit. I guess maybe he's got a little older, had a little bit like met a, different kinds of people, and he's more on this super hyper positivity yeah. kick. And, and I, seeing him in person, I, I I don't think he's a bad person, but this you don't think he's disingenuous but you don't find I, I don't so think no, I, th I think he's like a mensch I think like yeah. I would let my sister date him yeah. or whatever like I think he's a good person but I'm saying like if you take a step back and just like look at look at his TikTok profile from yeah. 20 feet away yeah you're just like this is fucking weird like <laughs> like like 20 videos about gratitude from like this dude like this is just strange man well, in a culture where we spend an awful lot of time complaining feeling entitled feeling like we're owed something um not focusing on what we have and only focusing on what we don't have. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of, there's a lot of elements in the culture that stress getting more achievement. And, and with that paired with that is not feeling satisfied and fulfilled. So maybe a lot of that content is sort of answering that. It's like, no, I want to shift the focus to, for people to focus on the things they do have have perspective. I'm obviously making that yeah, case, so, but I'm just saying it. Maybe it's weird because we are natural default is to be maybe a little more pessimistic or focus on those things. It's like a medrash, you know, like yeah. you give an example and you and you tell an exaggerated version of reality in order yeah. to really get something resonant across. I, I don't think it's weird. I, I just think it's weird. I guess weird is a big word. Like, <laughs> history is, is like just dotted with, with people who have done things like this. That, that ended up like in weird places. Oh, that that's why I think it's that's that's really why I think it's weird. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he's different. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it other than none of it's false. True. True. You know, that's the thing. I, I can't find anything like that rings false to me. Yeah. Should you be grateful? Sure. Should you have perspective? Yes. Should you <laughs> be empathetic? Right. Yeah. Yes, this whole does a you know like this whole idea of uh, of 
you know, sitting back and having these expectations for things that should just happen to you without hard work. Like these are good messages, I think. Yeah. Um, but if, you're talking if, about if like, I, I met guess, him in person, he would like charm my pants off. Like I would like so quickly turn, <laughs> you know, change my tune. I hear that. <laughs> no, I'm not making the unapologetic case for it. I can, yeah. I, I sort of get, I sort of get where, like I said, I wanted to sit down with Jonathan Haidt and like talk about this. Yeah, like really I wanted like to, to be put that. to the fire a little bit. Like great messages. I understand all that. Yeah. Good case. Like when he talks about how 13 year olds who were once very alone in elementary school, 12 year olds who had no friends, no social circles, now have this amazing opportunity to expand to a network of people online that they never had before. In the 90s, we were fucked. If we were in a school, we were yeah. totally screwed because if you didn't have your social circle, you had no means to find anybody out there. And now these comic book kids can find a whole community, even if it's digital because the gen. that's a good case. And now I want a good counter argument to that because there is one it's it's like the the where there seems to be a blind eye is the dangers of social media yeah. the dangers of all this yeah. of all this perpetuating these ideas of hustle culture and grind and all that kind of stuff uh, maybe maybe the argument is like yes and i guess some of those kids committed suicide true but most of them figured it out and found communities later in life without all the damage of of social media and like yes high school is difficult for them mm-hmm. but it's a good trade-off Having that's an interesting school to to not yeah yeah or maybe there were lots of teen suicides we didn't hear about right. because we're not now everything is metricified and you can actually see and correlate maybe the data is more high resolution now and before it was more low resolution but the misery was the same it was just channeled elsewhere mm-hmm. you know and like what was going on with teens like reading 17 magazine and then having a very small social circle and feeling completely isolated. Right. And now you have teens like it's a double edged sword, but one edge outweighs the other. It's right. a fascinating conversation. Yeah. I wonder, um, I wonder if someone could put that together. That'd be really cool. I think I, th- if someone could arrange that interview, yeah. I, I actually, I'll, I'll work some channels. Produce it. I will say though, <laughs> if you ever speak badly about daddy Gary again, I will fucking kick you off the pod. I'm sorry. Gary. Um, <laughs> In any event, any other things? Gary's a dear friend. <laughs> any other um, um, things to cover? What's going on with you? No. You going to NFT NYC? Yeah, I, I want to. I want to. I want to go to that party. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. Uh, I'm a fan of, of the Nifty guys. I, yeah. I just want to. Um, I don't know if they'll remember me, but I want to see them again because they're they're funny. Well, you know, he's totally, absolutely will. I have to sort of get it down, but are you using steroids? He's really funny. <laughs> Nick is really funny on Twitter also. Everyone should yeah. call him. What is the it? Nifty. NFT Nick. NFT you? Nick, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's real cool. Um, I um, I don't know logistically if I'll be able to get out of the house uh, those days. All right. I got you on a list. That's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I might not be able to. I'm gonna try. All right. Um, are you going to go? I'm in L.A. Oh. It's next week, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to L.A. next week. I want to get a ticket from someone who is, like, broke mm. um, and just <laughs> wants to give me their ticket. Because um, I want to I wanna, I wanna be in this NFT scene. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Mm. Um, so I, I do want to go. But Sarah is taking a well-deserved break, mm. and I am taking care of both children. Is it an all-day conference kind of thing? I don't know. I think it's like, uh, if I had to guess, I guess it's like VCon, but mm. at different places in the city. Uh-huh. And then a lot of like parties throughout the week. Right. Of people who but are the, perpetually getting broke. I mean, 80, <laughs> NFTs, like Bored Apes is down 80%. If you had a $500,000. Tell me. So, so, and these things are priced in Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is down like 60%. 
So it's so it's that you just lo- like the thing is still worth twenty Ethereum, but twenty Ethereum is worth sixty percent, forty percent of what it was, and then generally people are buying fewer NFTs, so it's also down like an additional twenty percent. So when so uh, if if you if you if if you had if you had a board ape two months ago, you could have sold it and put a down payment on a house, and now you can't. A board ape that was worth a five hundred thousand dollars is now worth like uh, probably closer to. Uh, like two high one hundred thousands. Sounds like a lot, but that hurts. That's a lot less. Not bad, but but yeah, it's a lot. It's it's. Um, Does this mean it's time to buy? Yeah, if you have extra money, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. Sh- I don't know what to buy. You. Sh- if if I had extra money, I would be buying Ethereum right now. It's yeah. almost under a thousand dollars for a single Ethereum. Yeah, it's under a thousand. Yeah. What was it at a high six? Uh, I think it was close to six thousand. I think it was close to six thousand. Wow. Perhaps five thousand, but I think six thousand. And it'll I think in two years it'll get back there. Right. And Ethereum's doing this special thing uh technically that's gonna make it a lot more valuable. Right. That's happening like this summer. Um we're gonna be back here, God willing, by episode two hundred. We'll be, we'll track the the price of ETH. I remember when ETH was like a couple of hundred, and I'm like, eh, that's too expensive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't do it. Well, you don't have to spend a thousand. You you can spend a couple hundred. And, yeah, I know. And I just made a time a single one was worth like three three yeah. four hundred bucks, and you were just like, nah, I can't buy more. Than, I can't buy that. That's too yeah. expensive. Yeah. And it's all a game, though. It's, it's I, gambling. I, I, it's gambling. Oh, it's gambling. Yeah. I saw this funny TikTok because I see a lot of TikTok. I saw this TikTok of a guy. Like a billionaire who sold his company, like a legit billionaire who made something real and sold it. They're like, do you own any Bitcoin? He was like, no. Not, nothing against Bitcoin. It's just like I would rather own rental properties and things like that that have assets of people that pay me cash and are creating things that are real in this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good argument. <laughs> yeah. No, a friend of mine put all of his money into – into, and he's like, I bought monkeys instead of real estate. He yeah. bought board. He bought apes, oh my God. <laughs> and really? like, um, <laughs> like, like real money. And uh, now it's just down. It, it'll rebound. Yeah. It's not like I was making the argument. Like, it's not like buying a car. Like, because that's like, or, that's like the money is just literally down the drain. Yeah, I guess. Or clothing. Like, it, it could. It, it will rebound in some capacity. I guess I just don't understand when people say like, I'm not. I'm a believer in the tech overall, but this idea of like, wow, what, what. Minimites is doing is so innovative, and what Board oh, yeah. Apes has done is super creative. I'm like, what have they? What? So, May, somebody yeah. tell me. All that is down the drain. All that's down the drain. How's V Friends doing? Um, well, that's know. ETH too, right? So the yeah, value yeah, so all down, goes it's down sixty percent plus, mm-hmm. probably a little bit. I would buy. Maybe that's what I'll buy. You get a little V Friend. V Friends after all that too. trash talk. <laughs> I, wait, I I'm telling you, I know. I know with that. all this, I I think he's a genius. Yes, who yes. who uh, get yourself a little V Friend. Yeah. Who he sh- he should marry my sister. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, anything else? Close. How's the newsletter uh, this week, Michael? Thanks for asking. Um, how was this week? I forgot to do it. <laughs> Um, oh, did you read it? You didn't. You didn't open it up. I did. Yeah. The, did you? The Louis C.K. bits, the aggregators of you aggregated a couple things. Was that this past week? That's yeah. The one oh, I you read. did see it. Yeah. That's oh, the cool. movie we want to go to. Yeah. Oh, I, so you saw it? Yeah. Cool. Did you read the story? Yes, I believe so. Really? Remind me. Interesting. Was it an original story? <sighs> no, you yeah. made something up. Yeah. What was it? It was. Um... <laughs> you tell me because I definitely remember. And then I and then Shit, I watched. The... I actually can't remember what the story was. Last week was choose the noodle. Two two weeks ago. This one was I forgot what it was, but um I wrote it um I wrote it Sunday night 
All right, edited. It was an old story. It's all edited fictionalized it. made upness, right? Yeah, it's 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 TikTok version of short story. Okay. It's very quick, very weird. Where you're like, I think okay, I, this is fun. I think that's I what it skimmed is. it. I skimmed yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. But I then say that I watched but the, that's the newsletter. But you wrote something about the Louis C.K. movie coming yeah, and out. Yeah, then it, so I do the story, and then uh. these two pieces. Well, that's why I do it. So someone like you would would open it, yeah. even if you don't want to really read the story. I may yeah, have been skimming the story, and about, I skimmed down to if that. If you had not known about the movie, that would have been really interesting to you. The movie? Yeah. If I hadn't told you about it, then you'd been like, oh, wow, Louis C.K. has a movie coming yeah. out. Yeah. When is that, by the way? We're going to go? Do we have to get tickets? Yeah, we have to get tickets. It's Louis C.K. and who's the actor? And, oh, uh, oh, Joe List. I don't Joe know who List. that is. I've seen him uh, at Comedy Cellar and yeah. stuff. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I know the name. Um, and I saw him uh, one of these nights at a line. He was pretty yeah. good. He was, it was interesting. But then like his movie, his special started doing really well on Netflix. So he's, yeah. had his mo- he's been having a moment where he said kind of his specials are doing well. And he has a really interesting style. He talks like this. Like, my wife. Uh, my wife is nice. My wife is nice. She, she lets me make out with her. And that's kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> you know, she shows me her boobs. And, like, that's nice. Like, she'll just do it. She'll be like, hey. If I had that, I, I think I would be nice. I think if I had boobs, I'd show people. I think if I had boobs, I was at the bank. I'd be like, hey, having a bad day? There it is. <laughs> you know, I think I would be good about it. I would be nice, right? No. He's like this. He's got a funny comedic yeah. personality. He's like. Uh, I would be nice. Like, like, if I had them, I think I'd just show a guy. If I, if I saw the bank and he saw that he was miserable, I'd be like, hey, hey, having a bad day? Here you go. Take he's a like a nebby goyish Jew. <laughs> I like that. Um, Nebby Goyish Jew. Yeah. That's a good like uh, name for a special. Nebby Goyish Jew. It is a good. Goyish Jew is also good. I like that. Um, um, all right. Anyway, they, so news, the, the newsletter did yeah. it. It usually does. Um, I didn't get any new subscribers out this week. It's not about that, Michael. But, Stay consistent. Uh, Stay persistent until you burn out and hit yourself. Yeah, but I did. I got it out. I got it out. Mostly, you know what I was thinking, actually? It was Sunday night. Why can't I remember anything that happened on Sunday? I don't know. And uh, it, I, I remembered, oh, my God, I didn't put the newsletter together. And then I thought to myself, this is the week. This is the first week Ami's going to get it. I have to. I was, I was like, I don't even know if he's if he's going to open it. But I can't not. I can't miss a week. After giving me all that And explain that to Ami. Yeah. So, uh, so I got it out. That was all right. It was good. Oh, I, man, I'm, I'm, I put this pressure on you. No, in a good way. I'm glad I read it. In a good way. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't read it. It, it yeah. probably went to your promotions tab. Yeah, like, no, I don't yeah. have that divided that way. Everything goes oh. to inbox, and it's not. Um, meaning, it's not. It's not like your cup of tea. I would. I wouldn't be shocked if you didn't open it. Um, but that's the challenge. How do I get people to open it? It is reading, after all. <laughs> that is episode right. thirty-three. Thanks for watching, folks. Pay us. Pay us money. Stay consistent. uh, Stay persistent until you burn out and hit yourself. He is an Apple product. (laughs) So do it. Like the answer is do it. Nebby Goyish Jew.